This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Understanding how your business is performing and understanding how best to launch new products and services based on data is critical for all business leaders and innovators. So in this episode, I'm super delighted to be joined by Amanda Webb from Spiderworking. Amanda is an analytics expert and what she does in this episode is to put in really plain English for business owners to understand what they can do and what is at their disposal so that they can drive their innovation and growth using the information that surrounds us. So this is Google information as well as social media analytics as well. And it's really important, even if you're not a marketeer or an agency or a data expert, it's really important to know what's available and what questions to be asking and how you can use this information that is free and it's right at your fingertips, ready to be packaged you know, up by these systems and therefore you to use it because it's just underutilized. The other thing we talk about is that Google Analytics is changing. So you need to know this. If you're a business with a website, you absolutely need to know that Google Analytics is changing how it does things with effect from the 1st of July this year. And Amanda talks about what that means and how we can use that and what we need to do in advance to set up the new Google Analytics platform in the way that works best for our business. Amanda's very generously created a special resource on Google Analytics just for Idea Time podcast listeners. So please do head over and download that. It's free to you, exclusive to you, and you'll find that at spiderworking.com forward slash idea time. So there's so much value here. It's practical, useful, things you could go and put in place right away after listening to the episode. Enjoy the show. Oh, it's a real pleasure to welcome Amanda Webb from Spiderworking to the show this week. And we met in San Diego and I think, well, I knew of you. I don't know if you knew of me before we actually met in person, but it's really great to have you on the show, Amanda. Would you tell us a bit about what you do and how you got there? Well, thanks for having me. Yes, I'm Amanda. I am a digital marketing ROI consultant, trainer and mentor, which sounds fancy, but all it means really is that I help small businesses get more money, more profit from the time and the energy that they're spending online. And really, I focus in on analytics at the moment. Google Analytics is hot because they're making a big change. So I'm doing an awful lot of analytics training, but really it's not just about Google Analytics. It's looking at the full picture. Yeah. And how did you come to do that? Because you're based in Ireland, aren't you? And you do it for, for companies in the UK, Ireland and beyond. But tell us how you got into doing what you're doing. I guess it's a really long story. So I've been, this business I've had for 14 years this year. And when I started out, you know, it wasn't about analytics at all. I started out because I'd had a previous business selling corporate gifts. Then the recession came along and banks didn't want to buy 
corporate gifts anymore. So I had to find something else to do. And actually, I think that was brilliant because I hated selling corporate gifts. I hated everything about it. So one thing I had found that was really useful was using at the time just social media to market the business. I was using social media, I was blogging, and I felt these were skills that I could pass on to someone else. So I started out really just showing people how to use Facebook, how to use Twitter, how to use LinkedIn. But I like to learn, so I just kept upskilling and learning new things. Then I moved on to teaching people about blogging. I ran the blog awards for several years. I kind of bounced around different areas of digital marketing. I did Facebook ads, I did live streaming, a bit of everything. And finally, I found the one thing that helped me the most, and I knew that could help other businesses the most, was analytics because I was spending all this time creating content. I had a live show, a YouTube channel, a podcast, all the social media. I was spending all that time doing it and only some of it was actually resulting in me making sales at the end of the day. So now I'm far more focused. Now I have time off. I want to show other people how they can do that without losing money as well because obviously that's a big fear. If you stop it all, well, you suddenly have no customers. <laughs> yeah, work, yeah. Right? it can be a bit of a content hamster wheel can't it so <laughs> lots and lots of content but is it you know what's really working what's making the difference through to businesses that are doing none and would like to do some would like to get started and then I think there are businesses that are probably a bit a bit reluctant about it so we're going to really hone in on the analytics today and talk a bit about Google Analytics and how you can use analytics to help with your innovation especially so through to how to measure how well things are going, testing an idea. Amanda's got loads of great ideas and content and experience that she's going to share with us on the show. Now, our conversation started around Google Analytics, didn't it? And Google Analytics 4, and this is relevant to everybody, whether or not you are a marketeer. And there is a conversation to be had because we're all marketeers in some shape or form, or we all need to be in, in today's world. So this is relevant to everybody, to every business, however big or small, because things are changing. So could you just give us a bit of context around Google Analytics, why it's important, and then how it's changing and why that matters? Google Analytics is the tool really for measuring whether your website is successful and what the other channels that are coming into your website. So which social networks are driving traffic into your website. If you're getting people actually converting as a result of going to your website, it really is an incredible tool and it always has been. But up until now, they have this thing called universal analytics. Some people call it Google Analytics 3. Some people call it old analytics. But really, all that is is the original Google Analytics, which they bought from a company called Urchin many moons ago. And they just kept like bolting on updates to that original product. So although it looks completely different to it did when it was Urchin Analytics, really, it's the same engine that drives it. And we see this happening with like the likes of Facebook has done this, you know, it used to be a simple platform, they bolted everything on, basically, it's the same for Google Analytics. But the problem with that is, you know, things aren't always streamlined, they aren't the easiest to use, they don't really tell you the information you need to. And also with things like Google Analytics, we know that privacy has completely changed over the last few years. People are really conscious about like their data being used, people are using like privacy centric browsers. So actually, there's less data to be had in the first place. 
So what Google Analytics for is a completely new system brought, built from the ground up that helps you understand exactly the same things on your website, but with machine learning built in and AI built in, you know, <laughs> they were doing AI before it became popular. So all that is built in to help you model from the, the data that they do have to help extrapolate on that and help you understand maybe who's going to buy from you or how many people are going to buy based on modeling. And it also picks out things that it wants to tell you about. It wants to tell you that maybe there's been an anomaly in your data. For example, one time I had an anomaly that there was a lot of 404 page views coming into my website. And I was like, well, why is that? And it was a massive spike. And it was only through their AI noticing that, that I was able to go and investigate that and find out there was something wrong with my cookie plugin that people, when they clicked, yes, they wanted to go to the site. They didn't go to the site. They went to a, a 404 page, which was just really bizarre. But luckily I was able to fix that once I knew it was there. So it can find these little anomalies that you would never know about and you'd have to delve really deep into the data. So it's a fantastic new system, but of course the problem is everyone has to switch and we all hate change. So when we go there, we're like, ah, what is this? Where do I find all the reports that I used to find? So that's why I'm very busy doing that at the moment. You know, like yeah. a lot of people want to and should be learning because on the 1st of July, those old analytics are going away. Yeah. So for people listening who are less familiar with Google Analytics, and maybe not even looked at it for themselves. It's a free thing, isn't it? And I think it's such a shame if there's this wonderful free resource there that's telling us all sorts of things about who is or isn't visiting websites and what they're doing, their behaviours on there, and then just not using it. Yeah, it's a great resource. And it is there is a, a paid version for larger companies who need more from their data, but the free version is all most people will ever need. And it just it just tells you you're not wasting your time. For example, if you are spending time on LinkedIn, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Like I know about the sales or the, the connections that are coming in directly through LinkedIn. I know when people direct message me, I can see the opportunities. But I can also see then in my analytics, how much traffic am I getting? Is that traffic converting into to email subscribers or are they converting into customers and that helps me know that actually all that time that I'm spending on LinkedIn isn't wasted you know so that's important it can be very easy on social media on email marketing even to just wonder are you all the time that you're spending could be invested doing something else for your business and it's just reassuring when you can see within your analytics that yes, yeah, something something that I'm doing is having an impact, it is working. So I think it's important from that perspective. Like all analytics are important, but I think everyone really should have a website. And if you've got a website, you should have analytics on your website. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's motivational. I mean, I find that when, when I create content, um, I love having a look at the analytics and seeing what's working, what isn't, and then challenging myself to get things working even better than they are, or you know, building on something that really seems to be flying and, and doing more of it. Um, so I find it motivational as well, and it's a really easy thing. It's not like it's when you go in there, it's just loads of data that you've got to sort out. It's all packaged up and presented in a visual format for you, and you can sort it out in different ways. So Google Analytics are really helpful from that point of view. From that, um, and if we move into the space of, of innovation and doing new things, how can Google Analytics and, and maybe other Google tools like trends, keywords, search, th those sorts of things, how can they help innovators find and test new ideas? 
I think this is important because I know myself, when I think of innovation, I feel like I have to come up with a brand new idea and do all the work and throw it out there. And nobody's ever heard of this thing before and see if it works. And of course, the process of doing that, you're spending a lot of money, you're spending a lot of time, you're spending a lot of energy, all the things that I promise I'm going to help you spend less of. And analytics can really help you with that. Because if you've got a new product, you can set up your sales page for that product, even if it's not ready, even if it's only an idea, and set it up as a waiting list. And when you set that up, you can, firstly, you can try, try and drive organic traffic from your existing audiences, you could use a bit of ad spend to drive traffic there just to see do people bite? Because you don't want to spend a whole lot of time creating something that you find people aren't interested in, or maybe you just got the messaging completely wrong. So that's your really good starting point. And of course, you can split test that. There's tools that will help you split test between one version of a, a sales page or another. But really, it's that idea. Is this something that people want? And the same goes for you were talking about blog content. You know, that's it's really powerful to have good blog content, but however much we try, not every single blog post we put out there is a hit. And if we're creating content around the problems that we're going to solve with our new product or our new idea and see are actually people interested in that, you can use that in the same way that you would use that sales page. Do people have this problem? Are people seeing it and clicking the link to go and read more? Are they staying on the page when they get there? You know, all that sort of stuff will help you understand if you've got the problem right, if you are actually solving a problem that really exists for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I think I think keyword um so as in you know search volumes and things help with that because some some you might have an amazing product that people might love, but if you are working with a really competitive search term, you know, you're doing something for business, I don't know, on entrepreneurship or uh, innovation, all very competitive. And then you're up against the Forbes, Financial Times, and uh, LinkedIn training, you know, all, all of the, the big organisations. So how can you use your analytics and get around some of that to do that and to find your your voice and get that presence online? Because you can have a website, can't you? And it could be the most beautiful website with the greatest user interface ever, really easy to navigate. But it's like having a, a beautiful shop in the middle of nowhere that you don't tell anybody about. So <laughs> people have still got to find it online. So how can you use Google Analytics to, to get more presence and get out there? So you have a few different ways you can drive traffic to your website. You can spend on ads. So you can use Google ads, you could use Facebook ads. And that's a really quick way to just get a temperature check. You know, are people actually interested in this? When I put out an ad, they're seeing it, are they clicking it? Then you've got your like organic search, like you mentioned, like keyword research. You know, I'm not a big SEO person, but definitely don't be trying to target the word entrepreneurship because you're going to be one <laughs> yeah. in a billion people. Yeah. You want to go for the long tail. And that means a keyword that has a lot of words in it, basically, because yeah. people don't just type in on. I mean, I've never typed entrepreneurship into Google, but I might type in what does it take to be an entrepreneur? And that might be one to look for. Sometimes blog content will rank by accident as well, which is good. You can actually Google have a tool called Search Console which will show you what pages on your website are ranking roughly. It's not 100% accurate, but it will roughly tell you at what position they are. But it will also tell you how many impressions you got for a search term and the click-through rate. So maybe you got a 1,000 impressions, but only one person clicked, which would tell me that you need to adjust your content a little bit, maybe your headline, maybe your meta uh, paragraph, the first paragraph of your text. You can connect that now into Google Analytics. So instead of having to go to 
Search Console and go to Analytics, you can actually read all that data in one spot. And that's good because Search Console is horribly complicated, whereas the data that it pulls into Google Analytics is quite easy to like consume. Like Search Console tells you a lot of things that you're probably not even wanting to know about. So that's really useful. And then you've got your your content or your traffic that you're generating from your existing audiences. And that's the most valuable really, because they're the people who are most likely to buy from you. Even if it's a completely different product, you've spent a long time building that audience. So I've been through all those iterations and I still sell to people who've been on my email list for you know, 10 years or so. They, <laughs> they still buy from me because they know me and they trust me more. So actually those audiences that if you can get people onto an email list or a WhatsApp, you can get them into a group there. That's a really good way to just like get to know people better, spark conversations and sell to those people. And then you've got your social media audiences and then you could have like a, a private network, something like Slack or Discord around your product. And that's your third type of traffic. So your ads are still going to a cold audience, but hopefully a targeted cold audience. Your SEO is hitting some of the right people, but you have no real control over who it's shown to. Whereas that audience that you've built, that's the most valuable traffic you're gonna get. It's going to be small, but it's mm. going to be people who are more likely to buy. If we take a few examples then of some innovation situations, shall we say. So let's take maybe someone who's in knowledge services, professional services or whatever, and they're doing a lot of face-to-face -face work in their business, but they want to do some online courses. How can they use things like Google Analytics and those free tools to test that innovation and to launch that innovation? So the first thing I would do is if you have any sort of content on your website, I would do an analysis of that. So what topics are people, you know, before you even launch the course, what is the course about? So that's always a good one to start with. What content are people looking at and most interested in on your website? So of course, Google can tell you that. And that could give you a good idea of what your course should be about. Or like I said, you could test a number of blog posts about specific topics and see which one of those does best. I would start with your existing audience because those are the people that are going to be the people that are most likely to buy from you and want to expand out of that. But that's just kind of like free content. People can click in and click out and not remember you. So then I would look at something like a lead magnet, which if you're not familiar with, that's something you might give away free in exchange for an email address. So test a number of those. People think you just set up one and a lot of people just go, oh, I'll just set up this really quickly. And they think that's their lead magnet, but actually that doesn't always work. You want to have a lead magnet that's connected to the problem that you're solving for your audience. Yeah. So right now, my most my best performing lead magnet is my Google Analytics phrase book for Google Analytics 4, because one of the things that changed in the new interface was the language. We got hit with all these terms, like just really complicated terms that weren't there before. So that has proved to be the most relevant and the most popular for what I'm selling right now. And that means I know that's popular. I know then that people are interested in learning about Google Analytics. For I kind of knew, but you have to guess. And then yeah. I'm able to launch a, a course off the back of that, knowing that people are interested and what level they're at. And because mm -hmm. now I've got all those people on my email list and they've got to know me through all my email sequences that are warming people up and telling them about me and, you know, telling them about what I do, 
that means they're more likely to buy when I launch that course. So that can work really well. So think about testing two or three different lead magnets, addressing different problems that what your product or your service solves and whichever one works the best, that's the one that's going to drive people into your course. But they must be related, otherwise there's no point. Yeah, fantastic. Love that. What great advice. We actually made a special page for anyone that joins from here, which is almost finished, and it will be by the time we broadcast. So if people want to go to spiderworking.com forward slash idea time, or one word. Thank you for creating a special page for us. Really love that. Okay, another scenario for you is a startup, no website, nothing. Yeah, parents have got an idea for a new baby toy that helps entertain baby at difficult, busy times. How could you use Google Analytics online stuff to test and launch a product like that? So it really going to depend on where your budget is because you don't have to, I've said everyone should have a website, but you don't have to start with a website, but that doesn't mean you can rely on what I'm going to say now forever because it's dangerous, but you could for parents definitely set up a Facebook page because there's hundreds of parenting groups on Facebook, set up a Facebook page. You get some amount of analytics within Facebook. They're not great. They used to be way better, but you do get some level of analytics there. So setting up a Facebook page, setting up an Instagram, don't worry about how many followers you have. That's the first thing I'm going to say. As long as they're growing and you're not stuck on three followers forever, that's fine. But don't obsess over that and also don't obsess over the, the reach of your posts because that's out of your hands. That's down to Facebook. But once you've got that, that's that's kind of acting as a website for you. So then I would, exactly the same process, I would go and I'd start posting up content on Facebook. I'd go and join some groups on Facebook and talk about helping people. Don't talk about your products. You get quickly shoved out of those Facebook groups. Get to know people, get to understand the language that they're using, get to know the problems that they have and use that to create the content for your own Facebook page because that's doing two things. It's helping you build your audience because the people that you talk to and you help will remember you, will get to know you and they'll support you. And secondly, it's helping you come up with the ideas that you can post as content on your Facebook page. And there you can measure things like the amount of traffic that you're getting to your Facebook page, how many people visit your Facebook page, how many people engage with it. But more importantly, I'd be looking at things like driving direct messages. So can you get people to say, look, are you interested in this? And then just, unfortunately, you have to physically count that in Facebook. But if you're getting hundreds of direct messages, it's time to get a website. anyway. <laughs> but, you know, that would be something I would look at. If you do have a bit more budget, I would go for a one page website. There's lots of solutions out there. You could use something like lead pages or click funnels or just get something up there with the idea on it and um, try and drive people there and get them on an email list because that's going to be a great community for you as well. Yeah. And using those same techniques. So once you know the sort of content that's attracting people, you can use that to drive people to your website. You can use that in your lead magnets and you can use that in the emails that you're sending out. Great, I love these suggestions because they're so doable and practical and they work. And it's about having you know a few different ways of, of testing things to see what's gonna work the best and then doing more of that and doing less of the things that, that don't work based on the data, whichever platform yeah. that comes from. I've got two more scenarios if you if okay, let's go. more. Okay, <laughs> so this is going to be really useful. So let's go to a well-established 
business to business scenario. And I'm going to suggest that this is an engineering company that really wants to grow and expand. Maybe they've been doing a lot of work with Europe, but Brexit or European exit, as it's more formally known, is getting in the way of that. So they want to explore new markets and maybe move into a bit of um, e-commerce. So what can they be doing to test and grow and innovate using analytics? The website there is going to be key. They're established. There is absolutely no excuse not to have a website. But I know I've seen a lot of engineering websites which are really not doing a great job at promoting what they do. They're way too full of technical jargon, which I know, I know if you're an engineer, you understand that. But it's not about whether you understand it or not. People want to be able to read things fast. So you want to, when somebody comes to your website, the first thing you want to check is does it say straight away what it is you do in very clear and simple terms you will find that in your analytics you will see where people arrive on your website and whether they go to other pages in universal analytics that used to be called bounce rate so you would know somebody went to your page and left it would you would have like a, a that would be a bounce and bounce rates, you know, if you've got a blog, your bounce rate would probably be 80 or 90% because people would go read your blog post and leave, which actually wasn't a bad thing. So they've actually changed the language around that in Google Analytics 4. So now we have engagement rate. And engagement is when somebody visits your website and looks at more than one page, somebody that visits your website and stays on a page for longer than 10 seconds or somebody that triggers a conversion event and that would be something like filling it it's down to you what those are but it could be filling in a contact form on your website it could be going and viewing a specific piece of content it could be downloading a lead magnet or it could be if it's an e-commerce it could be any part of that e-commerce sales process what you want to focus on is that really because engineering products i guess if it's e-commerce it there is going to be a little bit more buying when they arrive but if it's not it's really going to be maybe a longer purchase time so not everything happens on the website but you want to make sure people are getting to the information they want to so i would really focus on that engagement rate on the website and i'd also look at the conversion rate on the website for filling in things like your quotation form or contact form once you can work out your process of where you want people to go through, so homepage maybe, piece of content, what's the next step? Do you want them to go to your contact form or do you want them to go to a services page? What's the next step after that? You can see where people drop out of the process and that will really tell you what it is that you need to fix on your website. So I'd really focus on that. If you do want to use social media to get to those new areas, I definitely focus for that product on LinkedIn and I guess everyone knows that. Now, not everyone has time to spend on social media. So I would look for somebody in your company. It's often the CEO because people really like to be able to connect to the CEO and maybe work with a content creator to create some really great posts for LinkedIn that are going to appeal to your target market and understand the problems that those people in those other regions have, the language that they use, the difference between those and your European market, and actually just creating posts that are designed to kind of build your reputation there. And when you have those two fixed together, that should help drive more sales through your whole process. Fantastic. What cracking advice, recommendations those are. So that's packed with value. Thank you very, very much. And I suppose I've got, if, am I allowed one more? Of course. Yeah. Maybe you've got um, something like a shop and that's, that's doing you know pretty well. It might be a farm shop and you want to go into e-commerce. 
and you're thinking, should I have my own website or should I use the likes of Amazon or an Etsy or one of those? How can you use Google Analytics to help you make decisions about where to go and how viable this is and what you need to do, if so, to make it work? That's complicated. So the the advantage of using something like Amazon or Etsy is they have the traffic already. They have the audience. But the disadvantage, of course, is you're handing over money, quite a lot of money. I think Amazon even own Etsy now, don't they? So basically, you're giving like a ton of your profit to those because they are delivering the sales for you. They're complicated search. They're really smart checkout process. I mean, if you want to look at innovation in e-commerce, Amazon is the place to look and it's not always good innovation, I have to say. Sometimes it's all a little bit sleazy, but they will deliver sales. So, But you are paying for that. Mm. But it is a good place to test it before you go and set up your own website. But there are solutions like Shopify now, which are so easy to use, so easy to set up. I mean, they really are. I want to say I'm not a fan, but I'm not not a fan. I just would prefer, I don't know why I don't don't like the idea, but it's absolutely amazing. It does everything for you. You can hook up your analytics, you can hook up your Facebook pixel. It will help you with your marketing. They've got incredible guides and it's really easy to set up. So maybe if you find it's a success on Amazon before you go to a whole bunch of hassle setting up your own website, then the next stage would be to test it on something like Shopify, get it up there, drive traffic there, use some ads to get some traffic there to start with, because it takes a while for your organic content to kick in and see, because you do have to pay Shopify too, but not as much as Amazon. So can you derive more profit from using Shopify than you can when you drive the sales through Amazon? That's what yeah. I look at. And you're right, these are just easy plugins that you can, you know, someone who knows what to connect to what it literally is designed to just be plugged in behind the scenes in your website you you plug it in put a few passwords in and you're good to go it's really important I think what a lot of people don't appreciate um, not just about Amazon and Etsy and not on the high street and but also some of the online course options so things like Udemy for instance uh, is is the commission firstly the commission Um, I was looking at online courses and thinking, where am I going to launch my next online course? And I did actually look at a Udemy type of provider, but you end up, you know, it's less than a third of the revenue if that's... So that's the first thing. The other thing to be aware of, as I've discovered, both on Amazon and on, on course, you know, websites, aggregators, is that there's a whole search engine, you know, there's a whole SEO process that you need to go through for your business to even rank, which to me feels more challenging than ranking on and less transparent than ranking on Google. So if you've got a book about something or a product and you're competing with all those other products on Amazon, you need to know how to get to the top of an Amazon search. There are people who specialize in helping you get to the top of Etsy, for instance, or or whatever. And um, yeah, sometimes it's not as level a playing field as just, as you say, get your own website, plug something in that does a great job and and you can be away and keeping a bigger share of the profit yeah and spend that money on your ads instead and at the beginning like after a while your organic stuff will kick in but at the beginning you may end up spending a lot on google ads i think it's important as well to remember that getting a customer and selling to them the first time isn't necessarily the end of the journey so sometimes you will be spending a lot on google ads and you might not be seeing that return on investment instantly but as long as you've got a good follow-up process as long as people come back to you you know it ends up 
you know, your lifetime value of that customer ends up being way more than you spend on the ads. So it's worth looking yeah. at that. And even I mean, when you mention of Udemy, there is value to that. And the value to that is even if you weren't making a penny out of it, is your brand awareness on yeah. something like that. But then you want to be aware of that when you're creating the course, that that's the reason you're creating it. You're not using it to to get profit out of it. You're you're creating it so people will buy something else from you. So yeah. I think you know that's always worth bearing in mind. And it's the same if you are trying on Amazon, if you're doing it just as a test to see will something sell, be aware that you're probably not gonna get profit out of it, you're just trying to find out if people are gonna buy. Mm. And then you can move it onto a website where you will get more profit. Yeah, definitely, that, that's great advice. The other thing to be aware of is that you don't have the data. So the customers are with Amazon or Etsy, they're not your customers. So it, uh, same on Facebook. So it's about getting those customers, as you said, on, onto your platform through WhatsApp, through something like Discord, where you can have a community and or something like your, your email list, maybe a combination of those. And also it takes a while to for Google to work out what your content's about and who will most benefit mm-hmm. from it. So it can take six to nine months, can't it, for that content to really start to pick up. You need to do a bit of a series or interconnected collection of blogs that support each other so that Google can see, uh, yeah, there's a, an infrastructure of, of knowledge and helpfulness here. Yeah, no, that's really important because you want if people read, the more they read or the longer they stay on your website looking at stuff, the more likely they are to buy from you. I think that the most important thing for websites and the bit that people miss because we get obsessed with content because since social media Mm. that's what we think about is to make sure that the buying process is simple so like what I was talking about before make it easy to see what you sell and make it easy for somebody to click the button and buy you know so that if that's what they want to do they can do that and also from your blog content make sure there's call to actions you know it's surprising how many businesses have amazing blog posts but there's no what should I do next piece yeah so even if it's sending people to the next blog post that is about that topic make sure there's something to keep those people engaged with you yeah and the google analytics piece can help with lots of that so uh, there are things like for me I'm just trying to think of some things it's helped me with is, is page speed on some things a bit slower than it needed to be um, it tells me how many people have signed up, you know, in terms of my goals and conversions, how the ads are performing, page views, you know, top ranking, how people have come into the website, where they've gone out. And it's all for free. It's actually, I was terrified. I have to say, I've been probably looking at it for two or three years, but yeah. it's so easy once you just get over it and look at it, you know, it's there and it's absolutely fascinating. So what do people need to do then now that Google Analytics 4 is coming? Because I think the message from Google is that, come on, everybody, you need to switch yourselves over because if you don't do it, we're going to do it. And what are the implications of Google doing it for us and why do we need to take charge? Definitely don't wait for Google to do it. So it's been in beta, I think, for a couple of years now. So it still has the odd glitch. There is currently a glitch because we were talking about Shopify. There's currently a glitch with Shopify, which I sent to my email list today because I've just become aware of it, that Google Analytics 4 isn't accurately, it's actually under reporting (laughs) sales data. So the nice thing is at the moment, you can have your universal analytics, whether it's Shopify or something else, because I know Shopify has its own analytics as well. But you can have your universal analytics, your Google Analytics 4 running together right now until the 1st of July. 
So that can show you these anomalies, like Google, the old analytics could be showing you the accurate data and you know it's accurate because you're getting the sales coming in and Google Analytics 4 isn't. And the only way that you would know is because you've got the two running side by side. There is a bit of a learning curve. It is a different product. So, you know, you need to kind of get your head around that before suddenly on the 1st of July, you're presented with this new interface and you're like, oh no, what do I do now? Yeah, it's all gone, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it took me, I was like, I've done lots of courses. I've done, you know, it took me a little while to get my head around it. I don't even look at universal analytics now because I just get confused because, I, you know, that's yesterday's news. It's like, it's like having an old car where the indicator's on the different side. That's exactly what it's like now when I go mm. back to universal <laughs> analytics. So do the switch over, just immerse yourself on it. Try not to look there and try and find the data that you need. I do have a course, uh, a low cost course. It's only 59 euros, which is probably around 59 pounds, which is probably around $59, depending when you're listening to this, that takes you step by step through that process. But if you've got it, start using it and you've got that you've got that transition time. So you've got like three months now, if that. To get started, download your lead magnet that's all about the language and the different terms and what they mean. So get familiar with that and then sign up for your, I mean, it, it's great value because actually Google Analytics done right can save you thousands as an innovator launching a new product. It can save you lots of time and lots of mistakes and it can help you accelerate your launch. So it can generate literally thousands for you as well. So £59, dollars or euro is a real bargain to get into that and understand how that works. So that sounds fantastic. So it was spiderworking.com slash idea time. Exactly, yes. And I'm sure people would love to reach out and connect and get some, maybe get some advice and tips and follow what you do because you're, you're very active and very generous on social media with all of this so how can people find you where should they look and contact you right the best place to get me is on linkedin it is my primary channel so if you search for me on linkedin i think it's i'm amanda web social would be the url that's where you'll find me and connect with me and let me know that you found me through the show that would be great and i'll also put that link there um and you can join my email list which I send out daily tips or just thoughts and inspiration. It's not just about Google Analytics, it's about fun and marketing as well. And that again, the link to that, rather than giving you 20 links, you'll find that you'll find that on that special page that I've created for all you listeners. Fantastic. I mean, Amanda is up there with the best in the industry in terms of what she does. She's been recognized by organizations like Social Media Marketing Week, you know, really, really knowledgeable and prestigious organizations in this space. And thank you for those practical tips as well on how we can use analytics to test and launch our innovations. So Amanda, it's been amazing talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.